0: are you ready coming off the bye week the bills are recharged and we're ready to take on the bolts how's it going cody how's it going Akeem? how you guys doing
1: not too no. bad gentlemen it's always a pleasure to do a video with you guys talk some buffalo bills as most always definitely,
2: most definitely most definitely i'm doing good jacob a rich Akeem richens built in buffalo bills bunker my brother cody it's I. I feel much better after this weekend, right? Last weekend, it was like, uh, it was a heartbreaker, But after this weekend, things are are, are are looking bright.
0: Yeah, let's talk about some of the things going on around the NFL because we didn't even play this week. And we're the only team that won in the AFC East. So let's talk about the AFC East a little bit. I mean, let's start off with the obvious, the Miami Dolphins. How you guys feeling about the Dolphins? Akeem, I'll let you start. Well, you know,
2: I, first of all, shout out to Denver Broncos for, for coming away with the victory. Drew, Rock, Drew Locke made enough plays, made more plays than Tua and Fitzpatrick combined. Their defense played well. And, and you know, Tua regretted those words rather quickly, right? You got to watch what you say in the NFL because it will humble you rather quickly. You think that uh, the transition was going to be easier and then all of a sudden, you have your troubles and miscues and you didn't even play an elite team in this NFL. So you have to watch what you say and it showed, and it may have to humble him a little bit, but I'm ecstatic that uh, they lost and the rest of the AFC lost as well. That means it was a definite uh, W for us. We pick up multiple games on multiple teams.
0: Not only should this humble Tua, this should humble Fins Up Nation. (laughs) <laughs> i think i think uh they've gone silent a bit and same goes for patriots fans jets fans they've all been losers dolphins are on the rise no doubt about it but they lost to the broncos this week feels great felt great that ryan fitzpatrick former buffalo bill came in and threw that pick i mean i'm not rooting for him because he's playing for miami
2: of course not. I mean, you know, I, I, I like Fitzpatrick, you know, I even hope that he could probably finish his career as a backup to Josh Allen uh, before I he decides like to get it done, you know. But right now, I can't, I can't root for the guy. I can't, especially, especially with the team he's on now.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, the AFC East landscape, it was kind of changing after, you know, the Dolphins had a little win streak going there. But now it's changed even more. And this for me against the Chargers, a team that's kind of been on the downfall, the downswing this season. I think this is a must game win, must win game for us. What do you guys think about that?
1: 100%, 110%. This is a must win game. Not only are the Miami Dolphins one game behind us. I mean, but. With all the, with all the, you know, with how pissed off we are now, you know what I mean? After that freaking hail mary, and then with them chipping at our heels, and Miami Dolphins do have a favorable schedule. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, like ours is ours is fairly easy as well, but I feel that theirs is easier. You know what I mean? Like they're they're facing the Jets this week. We face the Chargers, so I. This is definitely a must-win game. Like right now is the time to finish right now. We have to prove that we're not the same old bills and we have to win the games that we're meant to win.
2: And most, uh, yeah, most definitely, man. Um, This Charger game, every game from here on out is a must-win game. This week is the Chargers because this is the team we happen to face this particular week. Uh, We have to go out and take care of business. If we go out and take care of business, we don't have to worry about anything behind us. We don't have to uh, dictate our future towards another team's wins or losses because we are first place in the AFC East. So as, as long as we continue to handle business, uh, we control our own destiny. and It starts with the Chargers this week.
0: We do control our own destiny, and I'm going to go on record here with a little prediction for the future. I, I'm seeing into the glass ball here, looking into the future. I see the Bills finishing the remainder of the season with a five and one record in their final six games, Who's and I that see the, one loss too. Unfortunately, it's going to be to the Patriots. I'll get into that later if you'd like me to, but. Absolutely. I see the Dolphins going three and three from here on out, with their losses coming to Cincinnati, Las Vegas, and Kansas City. I don't care that Joe Burrow's out. I still think Cincinnati's going to pull that win.
1: Nice man. So, huh? so uh, I mean, I hate to be that guy, but so, so you think we're going to go five and one over the next six? When you said uh, Miami three and three, three and three. But you just said that they were going to lose to Cincinnati, Kansas City, and Las Vegas. So does that mean we're going to beat them Week 17, or are they going to?
0: We're going to beat them Week 17. I don't care if we're sending our guys or if we're playing our regular starters. We're going to beat the Dolphins Week 17, and I think the weather is going to have a factor in that. Coming up to Buffalo for a January game, that doesn't do. That's not favoring the Dolphins at all.
1: No, no, I'm just saying because you have them going three and three and us five and one, so that means dolphins would actually be going two and four because they've got six games left as well. You see what I'm saying.
0: makes sense okay, yeah, you're right two okay and four and yeah. that's
1: that's actually what I have them going. I have them going two and four and finishing the season eight and eight myself
2: I mean if if we look at it right, everybody in the AFC East lost uh the Ravens lost to Tennessee. Uh, I think we can beat Tennessee even though they 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 beat us during those conditions under those circumstances they handled their business but I do think we could beat Tennessee. Uh Pittsburgh is 10 and 0 but they're not one of the best 10 and 0 teams I've seen in recent memory, right? I think we could run the goddamn table. Like, call, Absolutely, I, call brother. A, call me a homer, but I think <laughs> Get we them could, we off, could run I think we can run the table. No team in this on this schedule, or in this NFL, besides the Kansas City Chiefs right now, that really that really uh, puts fear into uh, my heart as a Buffalo Bills fan.
0: Yeah, I think I think that game against the Steelers. I think we're gonna pull out a win. I think that, and I hope. I honestly, I want the Steelers to win every game until we play them because I wanted it to be the team that squashes their hopes of being undefeated.
1: Just like how they squashed ours, that'd be that'd be just a little bit of payback, you know what I mean for the good old 2004 season.
2: Most definitely, I remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir.
1: That was that was re- you know when I was a little kid, just starting to get into football. Man, you know, my parents were explaining it to me, and back in 2004, when they tried to explain to me, you know, like got to get to the playoffs, and Pittsburgh destroyed that. So I would love for us t- to kill that nice, pretty perfect record and put that first loss in that in that loss column and make it a trio i mean i think we're gonna beat them too
0: so coming off the bye week we've talked enough about the nfl this is the bills bunker built in buffalo it's all about the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. So i like
2: it i like it
0: we're gonna talk about our upcoming opponent in the los angeles chargers and you know there's some eye-popping similarities between our two young quarterbacks and josh allen and justin herbert i'm going to show a visual here on the screen now as you can see their completion percentage pretty much the same herbert has one more passing touchdown one less interception his rating's a bit higher and the sacked 19 times to sack 20 times for two yard difference those are some insane numbers and if that's not enough for you Josh Allen, six foot five, two hundred thirty-seven pounds. Justin Herbert, six foot six, two hundred thirty-seven pounds.
1: Damn, man, yeah. I, I thought Herbert was like six three. Yeah, he's a big huh. boy. He's a yeah, big boy. He is a
2: big boy. And we see the similarities, and those are and those are eye popping numbers for for yes, Justin sir. Herbert as a rookie, as a rookie quarterback. You gotta shout him out. During the conditions he came under, right? Tyrod Taylor. The doctors punctured that man's lung. However, whatever, however happened, we get into that later, right? That poor
1: man, I'm telling you, he has been through so much.
2: Tyrod Taylor got his lung punctured. Justin Herbert had no idea he was starting the game. He woke up as a backup quarterback for the Los Angeles starter, uh, for the Los Angeles Chargers, until the last five, 10 minutes uh, until the ball game was started. And he played a great game and he's been playing great ever since and, and he's a he's a problem.
1: Now he's a uh, big problem. Uh quick scenario. Jo- real quick off the top of your guys' head. Joe Burrow doesn't go down. Well we'll just say the season ends right now. Who wins offensive uh offensive rookie of the year, Joe Burrow or Justin
0: Herbert? I go I go Justin Herbert. I think Herbert probably should have, but I think Burrow would have got the popularity votes.
1: You guys in the comments, let us know who you think would would win Offensive Rookie of the Year if if uh, the season were to have ended this week. Would it have been Burrow or would it have been Herbert? Obviously, Herbert now has a better chance with Burrow going down, but we'll see what you guys think.
0: While we're on this topic about Josh Allen and Justin Herbert's and the similarities, I want to show some similarities going on in the Built-in-Buffalo Fantasy Football League. I mean... Hey Rich is the GOAT team I am not Tim Darnold We are both 9-2 and 9-2 and two, leading the division Tied for the lead of the division I've got Herbert starting this week I picked him up off the wa- waiver wire And you know It's kind of a testament to the Buffalo defense And what they've been doing But more a testament To what Justin Herbert has been doing The kid has been impressive He's been outstanding this year but this matchup, it should be fun. It's gonna be a fun week in fantasy. And don't worry, I've got some bills on my team too. I
2: mean I mean, let's call a spade a spade here. Let's let's put this in, into perspective. We are going crazy about Josh Allen's improvement. And Justin Herbert's numbers is just as good <laughs> as Josh Allen's in his first year. Now That's don't crazy. don't get me now, now it's crazy, but I think some factors going into that. You know, I think being being in Wyoming from Josh Allen, going to junior college, playing in a big time program like Oregon, I think that uh, that that benefits a little bit. That definitely plays some factors in in uh, developing one's game. But just putting those things in perspectives, Justin Herbert's numbers are 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 very nice just just as Josh Allen's well and on top of you...
0: that he's he's been surrounded by the he's been surrounded by adequate adequate weapons he's got Keenan Allen on the outside i mean one of the most
2: underrated above wide receivers average, in the nfl above above average weapons above at mike Absolutely williams mike is williams stud. is a stud yes mike exactly. williams is an absolute beast they're tied in you know, mm-hmm. they, they have Austin Eckless
1: coming
0: back. They have a lot of things going on that we could discuss.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So we just showed you a bit about the built-in Buffalo fantasy league and the big matchup in the league this week between A. Rich and I. So staying kind of in the t- field of betting and fantasy, we're going to get into our bunker bets segment. And... I'm going to start off here. We're going to do our score predictions. I've got a high scoring affair because I want Justin Herbert to get some fantasy points for me, but I also <laughs> want our Bills to win. 38 27 for the Buffalo Bills. I think it's going to be a shootout, but I think the Bills are going to be in control of it the whole way through. All right, that's it. Akeem?
2: Yeah, I got 31 uh, 20 Buffalo Bills. I think we uh we do a, a, a pretty good job against Justin Herbert. I haven't seen no weaknesses in his game thus far, but I'm not in the position of being a defensive coordinator and being on the Buffalo Bills staff. So I fully expect uh, the Buffalo Bills staff and that Buffalo Bills defense to make Justin Herbert look like a rookie at times during the game and and stop them enough times where our defense can hold them to 20 points and we do enough on offense to go above 30 once again and come away with this victory.
0: That would not be good for my fantasy team. Cody, <laughs> what do you have?
1: I got 34-20 and that's also with uh Chargers scoring a garbage time touchdown. See, I I uh I'm going with uh Keem there. I mean, I I think uh Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier are going to scheme up some complicated looks and are gonna bring out the rookie and herbert i i expect us to move the ball efficiently and score some points 34 20
0: so i'm gonna interrupt this fantasy frenzy we've got going on i want to come back to it later let's talk a little bit about the guy on the other sidelines the man who used to be here tyrod taylor we'll talk about the tyrod times in buffalo the good. The bad and the ugly. We'll talk about our favorite or least favorite memories, and we'll even show some clips for you. So, Cody, I'm calling you out here. What's your favorite or least favorite memory of Tyrod Taylor?
1: Well, we'll start with the. We'll start with least. Um, one of my least favorite memories of Tyrod Taylor was Seahawks game. I remember fourth and goal. That was with the Legion of Boom still going with Richard Sherman. You know, Tyrod Taylor scrambles left, slings it into the end zone. Looked like he had enough room to squeeze it in there, but just couldn't just couldn't deliver. And then, I mean, at the end of the game, it showed, you know, Tyrod, you know, threw his helmet off. You know, he was pissed off at himself.
0: But <laughs> I'm glad you he, said that play because I've, I've got a clip of it right here. I'm going to show it. One more big play in him to likely win the game. Surveying the field waving people around it's- mm. Mm. That, was a, that was a really bad throw.
1: Yep I mean if you had Josh Allen in there with that rocket arm, he would have he would have put some zest on it and that thing would have stuck.
0: Captain clutch Josh <laughs> Allen so mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a memory that I don't know it's a bit nicer. It's against the Dolphins, too. Uh, I was at this game, so that's why I remember it so well. This was an absolute bomb of a throw. Uh,
1: I got about a a one-centimeter vertical right there. So off the turnover, here's Tyrod Taylor. Back for Sammy Watkins.
0: Uh. Now, if Tyrod could have done that all the time in Buffalo, he would have been the guy, but he just wasn't that guy. Well,
1: Tyrod wasn't bad down the sidelines or in his checkdowns. Where he, where he was significantly flawed, as we all remember, was in between the hash marks, the middle of the field. That's that was his biggest flaw.
2: Yeah, most definitely. You know that Tyrod Taylor. Uh, he, he's, he's an adequate quarterback. I think he can be, a a, a spot starter in the NFL and even a starter, depending on the team situation. Uh, it's probably, a couple, it's probably a couple teams in the NFL he could start for today right now. So,
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, I think he would be a sufficient bridge quarterback. Absolutely. You know, for a team that's built, you know, with a great defense, good offensive line, good, uh, good. Good ground-and-pound game. I mean, we all know, you know, we all remember him as T-Mobile. You know, that was one of the nicknames we all gave him. I mean, yep. like one of the one of the main flashbacks I get was, I want to say, was it the Titans game where it was like a third and 21 or a third and 22? Remember, we were backed up in our own red zone, and he took off, mm-hmm. and he got the first down, and uh, the linebacker gave him a horse collar on top of it, and he got up and won us the game.
2: Nice. You know, you
1: know, he was he you know, he he had his moments. It's just he couldn't put it all together. And if I remember correctly, he did have a real pretty um, loft on a deep ball.
2: Yeah, he did have some elevation on that deep ball. And, and like you alluded to, he he had an, a, a pretty good career running the ball in three years with the Buffalo Bills over 1500 yards. I mean, he set uh, our franchise my... record. Over fifteen hundred yards, fourteen TDs in three years, mm-hmm. and and uh, a moment. I mean, we have to call a spade a spade here. Tyrod Taylor was the quarterback in the twenty seventeen playoffs against the Jacksonville was. Jaguars. He was the quarterback that was responsible for breaking the drought. Mm-hmm. Right or so, wrong, he so. he is he is the quarterback. No, now of course. He, he only had 14 touchdowns, four interceptions that year. But being the quarterback, he did enough. Game to, manager. Get, game management to lead the Buffalo Bills to the playoff, along with some excellent coaching
1: by our coaching staff and Sean McDermott. Now, here's another one. Here's Let's a comment.
0: There's a comment here about Tyrod Taylor, because it's just what you're attesting to, a rich Tyrod had me pulling my hair out in that playoff game.
1: Well, I'm uh, I'm glad he said that because I was literally just about to ask you guys and the people in the comment. Let's say we go back to 2017. Bill's against Jacksonville. Josh Allen's in that game, except not his rookie year, not this year, but his second year where he's starting to kind of get it together. Do we win that game?
2: You know what? it's really tough to say because that that was year, still when
1: he was in his in his hero ball kind of I, movement I, but he was still kind of you know what I mean he was still kind of getting it a little bit do so, we win that game so this this is why it's really tough
2: on uh, one 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 part i could say no because he, we started the struggle late in that game against Houston Texas defense Jacksonville Jacksonville uh, Jacksonville Jaguars defense that year was spectacular Absolutely. Uh, uh, AJ, Bowie, a AJ AJ, AJ was a stud that year as well. you know they had guys flying around, so it's tough to say, but at the same time, Blake Borders was the quarterback. Mm-hmm. so it, it, it's really Ten tough three. to it, it's, it's really tough to say, but I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say we can get at least a touchdown in that game with Josh Allen. Josh Allen is going to will his way to a touchdown at least. It might yeah. be ugly, but I think he would have willed his way to a touchdown. It would have been interesting.
0: Yeah, would have been. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know. The weapons around Allen wouldn't have been what they are now. The defense on Jacksonville was so good. We had a really good defense ourselves, but I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna say no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say we would have won that game.
1: See that? That's what I'm thinking now. If we had Josh Allen of this year, I would have said yes. But I mean, if you think about last year, you know, we're like, you know, he was just trying to do too much. And, you know, we, I, we would have lost regardless, but I think it would have been a way better game. And like Akeem said, we would have at least gotten one touchdown.
0: Now, all this talk about, you know, past memories, Tyrod Taylor, that brings us to our Tuesday night trivia question of the week. And this question we have for you this week is: Who were the last two Bills play quarterbacks to lead the Bills to a playoffs? To the playoffs. So, in the comments section, I want to see you chime in. I'll post your answers up if you get it right. Who are the last two quarterbacks to lead the Bills to the playoffs?
2: I know this. So uh, let's let now let's let's get more specific here. To lead, lead. the Bills to the Lead? lead, lead, lead. Oh, say
1: less.
0: <laughs> He's so,
1: Googling it right now. Look at him. <laughs> Rich. I think Rich G put up a comment there.
0: Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie's one of them. Yeah. And the last one was Josh Allen. Tyrod Taylor did not lead us to the playoffs that was behind our 2017 defense. I mean he helped In the us Cincinnati get Bengals. There. Yeah, that too. I mean he drove the bus for us to get there. But he wouldn't have let us there. So yes, Josh Allen and Doug Flutie are the two last quarterbacks to lead lead the Bills to the playoffs.
2: Now, what was what was Tyrod Taylor's record that year? In 2017, when the Buffalo Bills went to the playoffs, nine and seven, that was the Buffalo Bills overall record. Yes, sir. I think he, I think he missed it. I think he missed the game that season. I think he started his 15 games that season. I think we lost the game that the game that he missed that year.
1: Well, no, it wasn't that he was lost. If you guys remember correctly, it was the last time, ironically, that we played the San Diego Chargers. Um. He was pulled, wasn't he? For no, Nathan Peterman,
0: Peterman got the start, I believe.
1: Peterman got the start. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Peterman mm, got the start okay. until oh, sweet. until the halftime, and then Tyrod Taylor uh, got put back in, and then we started making a comeback.
2: Mm, okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's all that was. Is he was benched for Nathan, the goat Peterman. I mean, I don't, I don't know how Peterman <laughs> doesn't have at least two freaking Super Bowls by now. I mean, this is ridiculous. You got to blame Gruden for not using him correctly.
0: I saw, Peterman, <laughs> I saw Peterman throw his first career touchdown pass against the Saints. That was an ugly game. It was 48-10. That was ugly.
1: Yeah, it was. So uh, what Saints player caught his first touchdown?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. So let's get back into the fantasy frenzy mood here. We're going to get back to the Bills bunker, what we do best, the fantasy frenzy. And I'm going to let Akeem start off with his pick. Akeem?
2: Most definitely. John Brown, eight receptions, 112 yards, one TD. Uh, John Brown, he's had this bye week. I think this bye week is... Is was very necessary for a lot of Buffalo Bills players, Matt Milano, Josh Norman, and on the offensive side of the ball, it was it was key for John Brown for him to heal, rest his legs, his lowest part of his body, whether his ankle or his knees. Uh, I think uh, that week off is going to bring back explosion to his game, and I think he's going to be a focal point because of that. And I have him having a big game, eight receptions over a buck and a touchy.
0: Okay, before before I let anyone else do their pick. I'll show a comment here.
2: That's my boy. <laughs> Oscar, what's good, baby? Okay. He's a, he's, a, he's, a big, yeah, he's a big Miami Dolphins fan. Big Miami Dolphins fan. I, we work together. We be talking shit to each other all day. It's fun. Man, <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Sucks for him.
0: Sucks <laughs> for him. So, Cody, I'm going to let you play your fantasy
1: peck. Mm, yep. Give me – uh. Give me Stefan Diggs, you know, the the NFL's leading reception wide receiver the, in the NFL. Watch Well, the well game. actually, no, no, never mind. The, uh, you know, with this the past Sunday, he was passed, but that's okay. But give me Stefan Diggs, 12 receptions, buck 35, one tutty. He's going to eat him up. I think, I think Allen is going to go back to his normal self, you know, and feed Diggs early and often. And I expect Alan to have some big numbers this game.
0: So I got nice. a request in the comment section. So I, I got to do this.
2: Squish the fish, baby! <laughs> Beautiful. Jeff Squish Davis, what's going on?
0: The fish.
2: Squish
1: him.
0: You love this channel? We love you too. That was funny. So any viewers watching this, we appreciate all the comments. Keep engaging in the comment section. We'll keep posting them up here. And, you know, if you're watching this video, smash that like button. Hit the notification bell. You'll be notified every time we're live. It's being streamed on both the Bills Bunker and the Built in Buffalo YouTube channel. It's going to go on a podcast on Spotify, on Facebook. We're on all... Everywhere. We everywhere. 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 Built in Buffalo. We're expanding. We're going to keep growing. Now I'm gonna give you my fantasy pick of the week, and you might be surprised by it. I think you will be. I'm not going with the receiver this week. I'm going with my guy Zach Moss.
2: I wasn't surprised though.
0: <laughs> you
2: have you had a man crush on Zach Moss the past six weeks, so I wasn't surprised at
0: all. <laughs> What's wrong Zach, with that, Zach Moss? Nothing is going to have a big game this week against the Chargers, who have allowed seven touchdown runs in the last five games they've played. He's going to have two touchdowns, 10 touches for 67 yards, and he's going to contribute in the passing game, probably on a screen and a short route. Two receptions for 26 yards. So, I mean, it's a a great fantasy performance.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I like it, and and I agree. That's what that's one thing Brian Dable should start implementing more for Josh Allen: checkdowns, checkdowns. If nothing is there, take the checkdown, take the checkdown, and nothing is there. We have two uh, running backs that are good receivers out of the backfield. Let's utilize them.
0: Absolutely, and there's no shame in doing a checkdown unless you're doing it as frequently as Tyrod Taylor. So. Let's go to...
1: Nothing was as bad as Trent Edwards, though.
0: Let's do our player predictions. Cody, you can start this off.
1: All right. Give me Josh Allen, 28 of 39. 72% completion percentage. 384, four touchdowns. I got a... I don't know why I double-F'd it, but... Uh, I, I expect a strip sack. I don't, I don't think he's going to throw a touchdown, but I'm expecting one turnover. I'm, I think, I'm, uh, I, I think he's going to have a strip sack.
2: I'm curious to know how the hell, you know, that 71.79% completion percentage.
1: <laughs> you calculated that? Hell yeah, that, man. That, that is, that is impressive.
2: I have never seen a percentage up there with the fantasy before. That is
1: impressive. You I want like- to know it's really <laughs> crazy too. Is I truthfully I know I'll, I know I'll get hell for this. I truly do not like fantasy football. Not I even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Don't I like it. it. I love it. I I mean but, to each his own. You know, it's a free country. I just it's just not my cup of tea.
0: I'm in a different country. Um, so you're to, you're a uh, Bills
1: fan, so you're still you're still family. So that's all that matters, man. Right. Bills mafia is family. That's all there is to it.
0: Bills mafia expands worldwide. Up here, up north in Canada. Yes, sir. When I was in in Australia, I got some comments about the Bills too, to be honest.
1: I I thought you were going to say you got into a fight with a kangaroo there for a minute.
0: (laughs) That that too. Um, So my player predictions for this week, as I said, Zach Moss to have two touchdowns. And we're playing a Chargers special teams unit who is not impressed this year. I think we're going to have a block punt and it's going to come from none other than Tyler Matakovich, our special teams guru that we signed from Pittsburgh, led the NFL and special teams tackles last year with six. I just think it's about time that we have a block punt.
2: Uh, You know, I I like that a lot. You know, that's that's going out on a limb when when you when you talk about going out on a limb and people pick predictable, predictable stuff, that's boring. So a block punt. Uh, If that happens, man, we we definitely going to have to salute you next Tuesday for it. Absolutely. What's crazy
1: is it's like he's actually got me convinced that I think it's actually going to happen now. It's It's, going to happen. It's bound to happen.
0: It's going to happen. And when it does, you can all come back here and you know where you heard it first on the Built in Buffalo YouTube channel. So, Akeem, what do you got?
2: Trey Wright is going to come up and play like a number one, uh, number one corner this week. You know, uh Keenan Allen had 16 receptions last week. Uh Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen, they have an obvious love connection. I'm pretty sure Keenan Allen is in love with Justin Herbert in the activity he's getting. And I tried to get uh Keenan Allen in my fantasy, and I I had an opportunity and I was trying to be greedy. I was trying to get another player and he declined me. And I regret not taking Keenan Allen for uh, uh Ryan Tannehill when I had the chance. But I think Trey White is gonna come up big because Justin Herbert is gonna look to his way one too many times, us underestimating the all pro skills of Tredavious White, and he's gonna come up huge along with John Brown going over a hundred yards.
0: I like that. John Brown, he's gonna have he's gonna have a big game. John Brown That's- he's been going at it all year since like when he hasn't been injured and he's been healthy wait, it's clearly, a whole
1: new offense it
0: is a different offense and John Brown helps us move that ball much better
1: i don't know if uh maybe uh maybe if i'm not wrong but if i'm not uh if i'm not mistaken has john brown not went over a buck yet this year
0: he had anybody- the one game at
1: 99 yards is anybody in the comments? Let us know. I don't. I don't think he's even went over <clears throat> a buck yet this year. So
0: I don't he's think so He's due either. for
1: one. He's definitely due.
0: I think uh, it's a possibility. It's going to happen. Man. I hope. I hope it happens. Devious White to have an interception. Justin Herbert's only thrown six of those this year. So against all these good receivers in Los Angeles, that'd he's gonna be a throw great throw. Stat two as Sunday. Well. You're going to throw two. He's throwing right.
1: two this Sunday.
0: Okay, so he's going to get up to eight, and Josh Allen will have less interceptions. I like it. Mm -hmm. So let's move into the keys of the game here, the key to the game, both on offense and defense. And in the comments section, chime in. Let us know your thoughts. What are the keys to this game? So let's start off with the offensive keys. And Akeem, I'm going to let you start off. Floor is yours.
2: <clears throat> Offensive key for our Buffalo Bills. Do not beat yourself, and do not turn the ball over. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers are a three and seven football team. They're not a good football team. They do have some nice pieces at the skill positions, but they're three. They're three and seven for for a reason, right? We can't give them any more confidence that they can beat us. We can't do things like turn the ball over. We have we can't do things like squander opportunities. We get in the red zone, we have to execute. We cannot turn the ball over in any situation. We have to be as clean and sound fundamentally as possible and put this team away. We cannot play down to our competition this game. If we execute our plays, do not turn over the football, and give this team life, we will win the football game.
0: All right. Mine, it's kind of applicable to both sides of the ball, but I'm going to use it more for the offense. Impose your will. This is specifically talking to our offensive line who's been banged up. I don't know about an update on Mitch Morris. Hopefully he's playing. I think that this offensive line needs to impose their will because I mentioned it on the last Bills Bunker segment here that oftentimes it appears our offensive linemen are so used to pass blocking that on the runs they're taking their first step backwards they need to push forward and get that run game going and they need to keep josh protected because i'm going to show that stat i showed earlier about herbert and allen where to go here as you can see josh allen's been sacked 20 times for 116 yards lost Can't have that happen going forward. And sure, some of it might be on Josh Allen for holding the ball too long at times. But we need to impose our will as an offensive line and as a defensive line.
2: I agree. I definitely agree. Impose your will. We, you know, we're seven and three for a reason. They're three and seven for a reason. We're not two or three games in. after half the season, uh, you start to realize who is is who. So we have to go out and take care of business like a seven and three team leading the AFC East is supposed to.
1: But I'll tell you what, they're one of the best three and C, three and seven teams I've ever seen. They're, you know, they're, they're a few plays away from being, you know, six they're, and you know they, six and it, four.
2: Scary. They are scary. Yes, this three is and seventeen. They are scary. Yeah, a
1: very capable trap game for the buffalo bills 110 percent. this is kind of you know you get caught with your pants down even just a little bit you know you show a little bit of crack you know they're going to take advantage of it and i'm telling you a lot of people don't realize you know a lot of people don't look at these other nfl teams they just pay attention to their main team but chargers they're they are they're a very good team and they 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 i expect a a dog fight for a little bit you know, like, like I expect them to move the ball, but I'm expecting our, our defensive coordinator to swing some stuff up and make Herbert make a couple mistakes.
2: So this is why I, I, I would agree with you that this is a, tra- a trap game, but we had a bye week mm-hmm. we, and you know, we came out, we came off a, a very tough loss now we have the bye week to 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 couple with that and the san diego chargers are a very good team in terms of talent but they're 3 and 7 because in my opinion when you lose so many close games like that mm-hmm. and you it start to become a history kind of like kind of like it's a, a our history coming out the third quarter
0: they're you know
2: it, you know uh, their history that's coaching they're losing all those close games because something is going on they're coaching. That's not all players. That's that's coaches not putting the, uh, pos- uh, players in position to pl- uh, make plays and execute as well. So our Absolutely. coaches, we have to prove not only we have a better team in players, but our coaches have to prove we can outcoach this 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 Charger team that's been struggling late down the stretch all season long. Absolutely. They can't they can't happen to turn it around against us.
0: It's, you bring up. Out- third quarter i need to talk about that a bit more cuz that's a big big issue i would like to talk about big third issue quarter. in 5 of the 10 games we've played half the games in the third quarter we've put up zero points we come out of the second we come out of the first half dead out of halftime we come out looking dead a complete different team going forward that can't happen we've got pittsburgh coming up we're going to have playoff teams. We're going to have good, solid competition every week in the playoffs. we got to get there first, but come playoff time, we're going to have tough competition, and the third quarter is a pivotal quarter. It well, sets the tone for the rest of the game.
1: Well, here's the one thing. Um, in the third quarter, I mean, statistically standing, um, yeah, the, the opening drive in the third quarter, the Buffalo Bills have actually not allowed a single touchdown. We've allowed six points into ten games. That's the opening drive of the third quarter. And the Buffalo Bills, if I remember correctly, what was it, 26 points or whatever? But the point is, is how many of those, like, uh, you know, like think of how many times that we've owned possession of the ball towards the end of the third quarter and scored right in the beginning of the fourth. You know what I mean? Like you have to take that into consideration. I mean, yeah, like... There's no excuse to have zero points in five fucking games in the third quarter. That That is inexcusable. But how many times do you see us pushing the ball downfield and we're starting to get into the red zone in the third quarter, fourth quarter comes, two, three plays in, boom, touchdown.
0: Okay, but why is it that open games, we're a quick strike team. We go down the field in like three to five plays, and then coming out of the f- halftime, we have three or four plays, and the drive's done. It's a three and out it's just it can't keep going forward like this
1: yeah i mean i I agree, like I don't know if that has anything to do with I mean maybe you guys can answer that one i mean i maybe How- it has something to do with adjustment, you know maybe maybe McDermott is waiting to see what the other team adjustments are and then makes his adjustments or something or but uh, definitely. That,
2: definitely a combination between. Between coaches and players, and that you know that's going to fall a lot on the coaching staff because once it becomes a, a a history, once you start to leave a trail, now now the media and fans are going to expect coaches to make adjustments to this trail now because you're the only one that can fix it. So, uh, most definitely.
1: Well, look, we were up, what was it, three possessions on the Seahawks, and they got back within a score. I mean, it like, you know, just, just like stated, you know, it's every game, but once again, you know, like I, there's been multiple games, you know, where we're, where we move the ball, you know, we, we will start moving the ball, but you know, like, like we'll be moving the ball and third quarter will end and then boom, we get a touchdown in the fourth. That happens
0: more often than not.
2: That's definitely.
0: So talking about adjustments that need to be made, we like to pretend we're coaches, like to be analysts. That's what we do. We break down we break it all down for you. So let's get into the coaches corner segment. This week, A. Rich, you got to be Leslie Frazier on the defensive side and deal with that delight. While I am Brian Dable. Cody, you're the man, Sean McDermott. Hey Rich, I'm gonna let you start. Give us your defensive game plan for the Chargers this week.
2: You know, I I tried to look at some games and find some weaknesses in Justin Herbert's game, and I couldn't find any. He looked like uh, a a seasoned veteran on on a lot of his throws. He's he's an impressive big kid. But uh, once again, we have Tredavious White. uh, We have Josh Norman coming back. Uh, week eleven seemed like at first it seemed as if week eleven was too long for to to away, too far away for Bills bye Week. <clears throat> but now that we see that week eleven bye week is is a blessing in disguise. We should be uh we'll see what happens with Mitch Morse later this week, but we should be uh uh at our healthiest point uh at the time that we play play the Chargers. So I expect us And our players to play uh, a cover three, go back to our cover three defense. Uh, We shadow, we shadow uh, Keenan Allen and Mike, uh, Mike Williams. We're not going to give them 10 yards cushion. We're not going to get, we don't need to give them that cushion because they don't run for two. They're not four, four guys. So we play five yards off the ball. We play an aggressive cover three defense. We're going to uh, mix and match our zone concepts. Uh, Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott is going to have to do a good job in in disguising their blitzes. Uh, Hopefully we get to see a lot of Jordan Poyer in the box again. I think Jordan Poyer, when he gets to uh, run around the field, he looks like he's at his best when he can play uh, deep thirds and when he can play in the box. So we should definitely use him in various situations as well. And if our players come to play and we can get to Justin Herbert with our front four a little bit, kind of confuse him with our coverages, I think we can uh, be successful, and I will be. And I I, I do think we will win this game, and they will score uh, under 21 points.
0: Well, as offensive coordinator, Brian Dable, I'm going to feed off the defensive success. That's what we need to do. We need to feed off of each other as two units, two separate units. We're a team. We're playing against the Chargers defense, who is 10th in total yards allowed, 15th in rushing yards allowed, 12th in passing yards allowed. So those are, you know, middle of the pack, higher end, but they're 24th in points allowed. Take advantage of the field position our defense is going to give us because there's going to be times where As you said in your prediction earlier, Akeem, there's going to be an interception from Tredavious White, hopefully. Let's, Let's feed off of these turnovers that we create, generate the most opportunities we can, and capitalize on every possession, impose your will on the offensive line, beat the man across from you, and yes, we need to make sure we have our eyes on Joey Bosa on the outside.
2: I like it.
1: <clears throat> and as, uh, as Sean McDermott, I'm, I'm going to preach to, uh, I, I would preach to, uh, and tell him the same thing. You know, I want my guys in zone coverage. And, uh, at the same time, I'm also going to be telling him since, you know, since Matt Milano isn't able to come back until 49ers game. And we obviously have a void at our linebackers position on covering tight ends. I do want to see a lot, to, uh, more zone blitzing like we have been doing in the last couple weeks. I do want to see more outside linebacker blitzing and maybe a little bit of cornerback blitzing. Put some pressure on this young quarterback, confuse Uh them. Stack Uh that box. I don't, and you know, like stated, you know, Keenan Allen isn't a burner. I want that box stacked. I, I, don't uh-huh. want, I don't want my linebackers five yards off and my cornerbacks eight yards off the line of scrimmage, where they can run it down our throats. Uh-huh. I don't want to be in nickel corner. I don't want to be in nickel coverage seventy five percent of the time. Give me a give me a four three defense. Put the pressure on Herbert. And then for offense, I'm going to sit there and tell him, move the ball around. Go in empty sets. Make the defense show Allen. What he's looking at, spread that ball around, make make that make those linebackers run from side to side, wear them down, Just sprinkle in a little bit of play action, a little bit of running game, confuse the hell out of them, control the clock, easy win, easy dubs.
0: We, we've got to take advantage of the two injuries to their secondary in Derwin James and Chris Harris. I think that that secondary is going to get exposed this week by. Spreading the ball, like you just said, we've been doing it all season long. Multiple games where we've had eight different players have a reception, sometimes nine. Mm -hmm. Spread that rock, Josh.
1: You're damn right, man. Empty sets. And I mean, and if you guys think about it, you think of every game, you know, from week one all the way up to the bye, when Josh starts going these empty sets, you know, and forcing these linebackers and cornerbacks to get on to somebody. You ever notice how much easier it is for him to read that defense? How much easier it is to diagnose it and then hold that safety and then start making plays? You know what I mean? It's it's just easier to understand and easier to see.
2: Are we seeing Teron Johnson versus Teron Johnson this week? The, isn't their slot receiver named Teron Johnson as well?
1: I honestly don't know. Not sure. Somebody I'm Google not it. That Somebody yeah, Google it for us. If
2: I'm not mistaken, Teron, uh, Teron Johnson is facing Teron Johnson this week.
1: Now, just like, here's another thing too. I mean, if you guys think about it now, is it a, I mean, I could obviously, and you know, you know me, like I'm, I'm, I'm a big advocate on us passing the ball. I like us being a pass first offense. I say, you know, I I don't want to see us dip below a 60, 40% pass run ratio, but this is going to be the first week, you know, depending on Mitch Morris that we might actually see a healthy offensive line. If you think about oh. it, John Feliciano's back. Right, right when John Feliciano got back, Mitch Morse was out, Cody Ford was out. So you're talking we're going to have Dawkins as our left tackle,
0: mm-hmm. Cody
1: Ford as our left guard, Mitch Morse as our center, um, John Feliciano as our right guard, and the All Pro. I'm he's going to get an All Pro if he keeps playing the way he is. Our All Pro. Right tackle Daryl Williams, and those are some. You know, we all know that you know Feliciano contract you. <laughs> 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 we all know that Feliciano and Ford are some big maulers for the run game. Maybe we should actually run, try run it, try opening up the game running a little bit more. You know what I mean? Oppose our will.
0: Yeah, i got to get the backs involved.
1: You know, uh, a football game, like I I played four years, and I'm telling you right now, a football game is won and lost in the trenches. Period.
0: Absolutely. As an offensive line, I can, former offensive lineman, I can absolutely appreciate what you're saying there. We got a comment here that, I'm going to show it. I don't really understand what this means, but we need to sign
1: That's the, I,
0: blanket That's the
2: that's the kicker from the Colts, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, is this uh is this something about Tyler Bass? Is nah. Tyler Bass? And... Is he a
1: punter or something? Or... No, he's a kicker. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's a, kicker. a kicker.
2: He won the kick. Uh, he won the kick. Uh, the other the other night for uh for the Indianapolis Colts against the Green Bay Packers, he went to Ric Flair's 70th birthday, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so you know i guess he's some type of kicker rock star kind of guy you know oh no
1: doubt
0: okay so i think that's all we've got for you guys this week is there any anything you guys wanted to talk about before we get off here i say
1: we do some uh if if uh everybody would like us to i say we do do a couple game picks of the week okay. sure what do you Stir guys it. think on uh in the chat, you think uh, maybe pick some games for this weekend for any of you betters out there.
0: Okay.
2: Most, most definitely, most definitely who you got. Well, what's the schedule looking like? Let's
0: start off with Thursday's game. We got the first game we have. Okay. This one's interesting. Washington football team or Dallas Cowboys at Dallas. Uh,
2: Washington football team. You know, I think right now they're playing really good football. Matter of fact, they're playing they're playing to the point where they, they might have to keep Washington football team. We'll, they, we'll see how the rest of their season goes. But the way the NFC East is set up, I think uh, it's a two team race. I don't care what the records look like. It's a two team race between the Washington football team and the New York Giants. So I got them winning on Thursday.
0: I've, I've got a bet with a pretty good payout. I put it at the beginning of the year on the Washington football team winning that division. A lot of people thought I was crazy. And in the comments section, Dallas. Dallas got Dalton back. Ty, they both suck. You know what? <laughs> <Lone> <laughs> my
1: guy. He yeah, always comes yeah, low, up every yeah, week, yeah, man. Yeah, he always comes loyal, up every week. Loyal, dude. But I'm going to agree. Um, Dallas, you know, they got a good win last week against uh, against the Vikings. Mm-hmm. so give give me Dallas with Dalton. Okay, we'll see. We'll
0: see. Who you got, Thursday night football, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and which teams is more important to as well?
1: <sighs> this, is would, a, this is tough. Go ahead, Cody. All right, well, personally, um, we already know that by the direction that it's looking at, the Pittsburgh Steelers have already won their division. So we're looking at um, now competition, you know, in the AFC. Personally, who are you guys scared of more? The Baltimore Ravens or the Las Vegas Raiders or the Cleveland Browns? If we were to match up with, you know what I mean, for a wild card spot. I would rather see the Pittsburgh Steelers win, give Baltimore Ravens another loss in hopes that keeps them out of the playoffs because everybody knows the way to beat the Buffalo Bills, run it down our throat. And what do the Ravens do? They run. You know, they're a running team. I would rather see the Pittsburgh Steelers win that game. And not only that, I want them to come into Buffalo with an undefeated record so we can give them that first loss, baby.
0: Yes. Yes.
2: Yes. Well, you know, I don't think Baltimore is the same Baltimore. I don't think, and I don't think Lamar Jackson is the same Lamar Jackson. I'm gonna go as far as to say I don't think the playoff teams is going to be as hard as as people think. We, I think our schedule is just as is just, just going to be as good as the teams in the playoffs. Uh, our regular season opponents is is definitely going to prepare us. Um, uh this is tough. And in case anybody
1: hasn't noticed, I've. I... That's me
0: picking the Steelers, too. I forgot to say that.
2: Yeah, oh. this, is, this, this is tough, but I'm going to go Pittsburgh. I'm going to go I, Pittsburgh.
0: I've got Pittsburgh as well, and I think it's more important to Baltimore trying to keep their season alive, but they're a hot mess on offense right now. It's going to be the Steelers that win this game, and they're going to come into Buffalo undefeated. We're going to take that away from them. I can't yeah. wait. We're going to get some comments here. Re- Ravens will stun them in a close one. And rivalry, see it. rivalry game, it is possible.
1: Yeah. I mean, Definitely. like, like look at us against the Jets. I mean, zero touchdowns, zero. And their back is against the wall right now. And, just, and speaking of, and speaking of that, you know, stunning. Trust me, you guys are gonna be, you guys are gonna be shocked for my upset of the week. Don't you worry, it'll be coming.
0: Bills give Steelers the first loss of the season. A hundred percent. I agree with you, Anthony. Wait, so, dog upset He's of the winning. week um hmm let's move on to the next game i've got miami new york what do you got for us cody
1: upset of the week right there miami dolphins give the new york jets their first win of the season the last couple weeks and new york jets have been playing tough just haven't been coming home and i think by uh Brian, what the, how the hell, what the hell is his last name? Flores. 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 Okay. I think by Brian Flores benching Tua, don't even ask me to try to pronounce his last name because I'll just get laughed at. Um, by benching Tua, I truly and honestly believe that got into his head a little bit. That That is the worst thing you could have did to that rookie quarterback. I mean, I'm I'm thrilled as a Bills fan. But as a football fan, I want to see the man succeed. I truly do. I mean, who doesn't want to see the, you know, the good old rivalry days of the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills? Those are some good times. But um I truly believe that is, and you know, a lot of Miami fans are trying to say, oh, you know, his ankle is twisted. No, he was jumping up and down on that fucking sideline as Ryan Fitzpatrick's little cheerleader just fine. He got benched because he sucked that game give me the jets.
0: Okay.
2: I'm going to go I'm going to go ahead and um say the Dolphins are going to take care of business.
0: See, I'm going to say the Dolphins as well, but I will say this if if the Jets were to win a game, I think this would be it. They've got a tough road ahead of them after this game. And I don't think any team wants to go winless. Obviously not. So It doesn't
1: happen very often in the NFL.
0: It's, there's an extra motivation here, ruin the Dolphins parade. I, I, I can see it, but I'm on with Miami to win that game. And there's oh another comment here saying Jets will upset the Dolphins. So yeah, see,
1: see, I'm not the only one thinking the same thing. I mean, I was just reading a thing I that so. uh, that even Frank Gore said that Frank Gore is you know considering retirement. You know, because he knows nobody wants a a 38 38 uh, year old
0: running back. Speaking So, of you know, Frank that's, Gore,
1: that's extra motivation, I'm telling you. The Jets are taking down the Dolphins this week. Speaking of
0: Frank Gore, on this day in Buffalo Bills history, I was at this game last year, November 24th, 2019, Frank Gore surpassed Barry Sanders for third all-time in the NFL career rushing list. So, I mean, Called that was a coincidence.
1: Cool. I think not.
0: <laughs> so, nice. We're gonna finish with one more game, one more game, and this one is in the AFC South. It's an interesting one. Two seven and three teams. You have the Tennessee Titans against the Indianapolis Colts. Mm.
2: That's that's gonna be that's gonna be a good game.
0: That's see, gonna be a good game. That might be the game of the week right there. I think Indy's gonna pull it off. I think Indianapolis. Their defense is much improved. Philip Rivers has been. He's been doing enough to get the wins. I now like the Colts you, for
1: this one. Are you only saying that because they beat the Green Bay Packers? No. By that last second. No. Because yeah, if I remember it correctly. They beat
2: Tennessee already a couple weeks ago. You no,
0: know, Before before the season, and you can check this out on my YouTube channel. It's pretty bad quality video, but I predicted the Colts would win that division. And I said the Titans will be a wild card team, and I'm going to stick with that.
2: You know what I? You know the Colts are the Colts are playing well. Their defense are, you know, when you think of defense, you don't think of Indianapolis Colts. You know. No. So the fact that they're in the, one of the top defenses in the NFL, and they have a they have a, a good nucleus on offense. Say what you want about Phillip Rivers, but uh, he's playing good enough football to be leading that South. He's beaten he's beaten Aaron Rodgers. He's already beaten the Tennessee Titans. They've beaten formidable teams. So, I like the Colts again in that one.
1: Uh, man, that is a tough game too. I mean, like you know, it is it yards, is yards yards game allowed, you know, everything like that. I mean, I I gotta I gotta stick with the Colts myself. Unfortunately, I really wanted to say the Titans, you know, just because you know, go against the grain, you know, because you guys both said Colts, but right, right, but I, I've got to. You know, the my instincts tell me Colts. And, you know, just like Richard says, you know, Philip Rivers, you know, as we all know, isn't what he used to be. There's no you know, there's no denying that. But he is doing enough to win football games.
0: And if you're watching this Colts. if you're watching this video, keep commenting. We appreciate it. There's a lot of engagement. Showing as many comments as we can. Make sure you smash that like button, hit the notification bell, you'll be notified. Every time we're live here on the Bills Bunker, other live shows every day, almost every day, not every day. We're on as much as we can get. So there's another comment here I want to get to, and I think this is some scar tissue from a Bills fan. 12-4, and four, we will lose to the Steelers, and Allen gets us to the divisional round. And if we have a healthy team, we can go all the way. But we are the Buffalo Bills, so probably not. <laughs> Sad Bills fan. Damn, sad Bills fan.
1: You know, that's just like saying, you know, when I die, I want the Buffalo Bills to, you know, be at my funeral to let me down one more time. I understand that pain.
2: But when you really think about all the teams in the NFL, and think about all the AFC teams right now. There's no one that really scares you besides the Kansas City Chiefs. After the Kansas City Chiefs, is like, okay, all these good teams, is like, they're good, but our team is just as good. We are capable of beating this team. We are capable of beating Baltimore, Tennessee, Oakland, uh, Indianapolis. We are capable of beating all these teams. And it's been a long time since we can honestly say that with realistic expectations behind it.
0: Absolutely. We have a great team. Just but, believe. But believe. here's the thing, though.
1: Even though we did lose the, to the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, you know, Kansas City could have put up fifty on us that game." But the thing is, they didn't. I am truthfully still not scared of those Kansas City Chiefs. I truly think, with a with a full roster, you know, Milano, everybody, I still believe that we can beat them. I truly do. I think that, I I think we could beat them.
2: I mean, they're, they're definitely beatable, but I I just think they scare me the most Absolutely. out of all the other 31 teams in the NFL. All the other 30 teams in
0: the you NFL. You know what? But, it, it's uh it's hard to beat a good team twice, and I found this out in high school. I don't want to talk about it, though.
1: <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I know that pain, bud. Trust me. Yep. Trust so, me, I know that pain.
0: On that note, we're going to get to our closing comments. I'm going to let... Cody, what do you have to say to close out the show?
1: Oh, I got my football dog with me. She watches every football game with me. Her name's Roxy. She's my best friend to start with. But uh, I'm ready for this Sunday. I really am because not only am I ready to watch our Buffalo Bills go to 8-3, and three, I'm really ready to watch the Miami Dolphins drop a game to the freaking New York Jets. I am so ready for it. And I'm ready to watch a, a good fight. I, I'm ready to see two similar quarterbacks you know, and Herbert and Allen duke it out and see which one's the alpha male. That's what I'm ready for. And what's crazy is, is Herbert is playing at this level you know, they, they say quarterbacks usually take three to four years to mature and get to where they're gonna be you know, this is his rookie season he's gonna be a damn good quarterback someday. But I think I think we're going to come out on top. I'm ready to. I'm ready to get this win Sunday.
0: Most definitely, absolutely. absolutely. Um, I mean, we're recharged off off the bye week. We're recharged. You saw it in the title. We are recharged, revamped, ready to go. We got Josh Norman back. Hopefully, Mitch Morse. Who knows about Matt Milano? We'll we'll stay updated. You can check our Instagram to find out every update out there. We post it. We post updates. We've got content coming all the time. So that's a, that's all you're going to hear from me this week. Let's go Buffalo. On to you, way eh, rich
2: Yeah, man. Uh, <clears throat> Bill's bunker. Every Tuesday, 9.30. Uh, we appreciate all the engagement we've been getting. Uh, once again, myself, Cody, Jacob, we're going to do everything we can do. We're going to do our part to stay consistently consistent and bring these uh, consistent shows every Tuesday. Uh, we appreciate all the engagement we've been getting. Uh, tomorrow, Bill's Allergy. DM3, Dave Myers, look out for him. He'll be on. He has a great show lined up. Shout out to him. And uh, shout out to the rest of the team, man. Built some Buffalo, A Rich, Hakeem Richens, Bills Bunker. We see y'all next Tuesday.